Good morning. I'm going to look a little bit at Shalom Ba'is for men, with the help of Hashem, which is literally peace of the home for men. What does the Torah describe as the way a person should be as a husband? All right, this is what we're going to take a look at. And um, I draw from experiences as a rabbi of a community, as a teacher of children. You'd say to me, what has that got to do with Shalom Ba'is? Well, Give me a little bit of time, teach your child, and I can pretty much tell you whether, you know, you have shalom bias or not, because I can see it in the child. This is even if you meet, you don't even meet the parents yet, but you can see the effects. Shalom bias is really so fundamental, and unfortunately it is very much under strain in today's time. So let's take a look a little bit and see, you know, means and ways that we can improve it somehow, some way. So first of all, I think one of the big issues is unrealistic expectations. Let's face it, a guy's married for a couple of years. Originally, he was all excited, and now he feels, you know, on some level, ah, you know, I could have done better. Ah, I married her because of this, because of attraction, because of her midos, because of what she offered, because I thought she would do this for me, etc. But now I look at it and I think, yeah, you know what, I could have maybe waited, I could have just chosen someone else. You know, to put this mildly, this is heresy. Because what are you doing? You're saying a Kodesh Baruch you don't know what you're doing. If you think about it, Torah tells us many cases of Shiduchim, many cases, right? We know about Yitzchak marrying Rivka. We know about Yaakov marrying Rachel and Leah. We know about Moshe marrying Zipporah. Why does the Torah see it necessary to go into these details? So one idea is to show you that it's Hashem who's deciding who it is you should marry. And yes, He will make it that you will see things that you're excited about, she will see things excited about, and then you'll choose each other. But ultimately, that's straight from HaKadosh Baruch so to turn to Hashem and say, I could have done better, saying, Hashem, you know, you don't really know what's really good for me. And that's totally against the Torah. That's the first perspective that we have to change. Hashem knows what he's doing and he did it for your sake. Number two, another problem in this respect is you, you looking at it through arrogant eyes. You know, there was a good friend of mine who was going out in Shidduchim. And what happened was he was struggling in Shidduchim. And a rabbi who's an incredible over to Hashem, very close to him, he turned to him once and he said to him, as he complained, oh, it's so difficult. He said, have you ever looked in the mirror? In other words, he realized that this guy had unrealistic expectations of what he wanted from a wife. She had to be this, 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 and this. And he didn't, you know, he couldn't recognize that, well, you know what, I'm a package deal, so she's also going to be a package deal. That's one of the... What's one of the ways to correct things is just to bring yourself down to earth a little bit, to humble yourself a little bit. So that is the first thing that's got to change is unrealistic expectations. One of the contributing factors towards this is the world around us. We're surrounded by a world of advertising, advertising and a culture where everything is seemingly predicated on what's going to make you the happiest and the most satisfied. And really, it's just a big rat race, because you're never going to be satisfied by all the possessions and everything that the world tells you that will make you happy, because it never really gets there. You know, it's funny. I saw a uh, car driving around. There was a car driving, 
and it said on the windscreen, this car costs a million rand, right? which is basically, you know, look how, look how expensive it is that I'm driving this car. Wow, look at me. And that's very much like a child who, who comes from the shop and he just got this beautiful toy as a gift and he's going and, wag, you know, waving it around in everyone's face to say, oh, look at this. Uh, that's, that's unfortunately a lot of people just continue to be children throughout their lives. And uh, particularly in marriage, it's the same thing. Second thing which we need to look at is we have to actually spend time thinking about what she does right. One of the great Bali Musa, I don't recall if it was the altar of, altar of Navardik or the altar of Kelm, said something quite unbelievable, that he had a booklet in which he wrote down all the positive traits of his wife, and he got to a thousand. Now, you know what impresses me about this story is that the altar himself needed to write that down. We need to write it down. He's so quick to say, okay, thank you, that's it. And we look at, you know, what this person's wife does for him. And we think we've got the raw end of the stick. But actually, it's just because we're not paying attention to what she's actually doing. Next, number three, one of the difficulties of Shalom Bias is that when we go out to work, we go out to work and we give our best hours of the day to the people who really matter to us the least, i.e. clients, you know, our work colleagues. And then what happens? Right? We come home and we're hungry, we're grumpy, and we expect to be treated as kings and just to be children. We don't necessarily get that. Your wife may have had a long day or a difficult day herself. She's got to deal with the kids or whatever else that's actually uh, on her plate. And she's also looking for recognition and support. And it becomes, unfortunately, you know, very difficult because you're expecting, she's expecting, and everybody is unsatisfied. And really, when are you smiley and happy? When you're at work. That's a big mistake. The person you need to be the happiest for and the most relaxed around is your wife. I can't tell you how important it is to have a de-stressed atmosphere around the house. When a person comes into the house and he smiles and he hears about the hardships or things that went wrong and he just relaxes, it creates an atmosphere where everybody feels that. But if he comes in all nervous and anxious and grumpy, it doesn't work. So how do I do that? I've been out of work the whole day. What do you expect from me? So one way is to eat something before you come home. One of the Rosh Hashivas, Rosh Hashivas, used to say that a man who comes home is like a ravenous bear. And you have to use your seichel, because not always is the supper going to be ready. You've got to take some food, eat something before, just to take off the edge. Secondly, listen to maybe a bit of music in the car. Do something that's just going to calm you a little bit before you get home. And thirdly, Rebisa Zalman Meltzer's Atzal, used to do his beard nicely before he walked in the door. person goes in the, you know, goes in the door and he just barges in. It's very different to when he prepares himself a little bit. It's also a way to do it. But the main thing is, is not to erupt and get anxious and worried. Prepare yourself that there will be things you have to deal with and everyone is looking to you. Another important point of Shalom Bayes is that we look at life through very differently through the eyes or the way we see it versus how women see it. The stipler said that a woman's entire self-esteem is 
how she's viewed in her husband's eyes. In other words, she perceives her husband to love her, then she will be living very happily. She perceives that her husband doesn't, then she'll be miserable. And he says it's like you are murdering her if you if you you know make her feel that she's unloved, etc. And one of the unfortunate problems of this is criticism. When you criticize and criticize all you're doing is you're just giving her the message, I don't love you. So, to sum up for today, a couple points. First of all, there's unrealistic expectations. Problem with that is that you're denying the hand of God. Problem number two with that is that you don't actually recognize that you're also not Mr. Perfect. Problem number three with that is it creates a tremendously, tremendously negative perspective and uh, the way to eradicate this is by writing down positive traits, writing down what she does and going back to it and reading it, etc. Another thing importantly is that if you have to view your wife in a way in which you're not going to come in and judge her, but you have to have a relaxed atmosphere, a relaxed atmosphere, calm, etc. And you need to prepare yourself when you see her. Pay yourself and, and and come in with a smile, right? Eat something before. Do yourself up a bit. And lastly, you have to know what's at stake. If she doesn't feel that you appreciate her or love her, it's like you're killing her. Very different the other way around. Okay. Shem should bless us. Have a beautiful day.